Welcome to the Life Central Podcast. It is so good to have you come and connect with us again this week. We trust that this session will be helpful to you in your faith journey. Welcome back as we wrap up our series on Armco's today. You know, Armco's, that system that's designed to keep vehicles from straying into dangerous or off-limit areas, those barriers that we find out on our public roads that are placed inside the safe zone to keep us away from the danger zone. And if you've been tracking with us throughout this series, you know that we've continually asked this question, what would our lives look like if we placed these armcos in different areas of our own lives with regards to our friendships, our finances, our professions, our academia, our morality? Um, and in that case, the armcos we're talking about is a personal standard of behavior that becomes a matter of conscience. And we've spoken through all kinds of different areas throughout this series. If you've tracked with us from day one, awesome. If you haven't, I want to encourage you to go back and go and start at week one and work through it. I really do believe that there's real value in there for your daily life. Now, today, I'd love for us to just take a few moments and just Focus on the tension that we feel when it comes to armcos in our lives. You know, this, 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 the, this tension where we are drawn to the unhealthy, the inappropriate, the addictive side of the road. Now, as you've listened to this series or, or followed the series with us, uh, you more than likely find yourself in one of three places today. You possibly find yourself in a place where you're saying, man, I hope my spouse has been paying attention. <laughs> I hope my spouse has been listening to this because it's really good for them. Or I, I want to go onto the YouTube channel and, and save this under my favorites because the truth be told, I, I, I want to show this to my kids one day when they're of an age of understanding or maybe they're already there and you want to show it to them now. Um, Maybe you find yourself in a place where you go, no, you know what? This has been very valuable. This has been valuable to me. And as a result, I'm implementing some armcos in my life. And that's my prayer for you. My prayer is, I, I so hope that you find yourself in that space today. But I also recognize that maybe you find yourself in a space where you've been listening, you've been paying attention, and you, you're saying to yourself, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. You see, Ramon, the problem with this whole Armco thing is that they block me from doing something that promises something good right now. And I don't like that. I, I, I don't want that. I don't want to do this. I don't want to give. I want to spend. Uh, I, I don't want to work on a difficult marriage. No, I'll just get a new one. Uh, I, I don't want to study. I just want an A. And there are other ways of achieving that. I don't want discipline. No, I want to have fun. I don't want to be a role model. I want to be happy. I don't want to be healthy. I just want to eat. I don't want to be wise or faithful. No, 
<laughs> no, 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 no. No, I want to have dinner with her. I want to have dinner with him. And I just kind of want to let it all hang out there, shake the tree, see what falls out. That's, that's what I want. And the problem with these armcos are that they just get in my way. And I get that. And today, I'd, I'd like to draw our attention to two things that chances are you already know. And then just connect this to, to a moment in, in history. Now, if you like living on the edge, whether you've implemented Armco's and, and put them in place or not, the truth be told, the tension you feel is not going away. The tension you feel is not going away. You walk up to that fridge, you know there's a slice of cake inside that fridge. That tension that you're like, oh, I've been trying to do this so healthy for so long and, and there's this cake and there's this tension. And, and at some point you just go, you know what? Forget it. If I eat it, the tension's not there anymore. I'll eat it, it's gone. I don't have to worry about it anymore. And the tension is gone. For now. <laughs> But what we do know is that there is some line that you know in your life just should not be crossed. And when you put on the brakes, that's where the tension is all over again. If, if you give into temptation, if you give into the temptation to leave your spouse for another person, you will still be tempted to leave your spouse for another person down the line. If you cheat on your diet once, you'll still be tempted to cheat on your diet later. If you abandon all your ethical standards in this business deal, another business deal is going to come along where you will be tempted to abandon all your ethical standards again. If you buy something that you have absolutely no business buying now, you'll be tempted down the line again to buy something that you have absolutely no business <laughs> buying. Whatever the line is in your life that you cross, it will not decrease the temptation to cross it <laughs> the next time. No, in fact, the deeper you are in compromise, the easier it is to say yes, and the more complicated it becomes to say no. Refusing to have arm goes doesn't solve anything. It just moves the battle lines closer to disaster. There's always a tension between immediate gratification and waiting for what's best. Because as you know, appetites are never fully and finally satisfied. And we've mentioned that in the series already. There's absolutely no meal to end all meals. There's no kiss to end all kisses. I'm so sorry to all our teenage girls out there for breaking the bad news. There's no purchase to end all purchases. No. The more you feed an appetite, the more that appetite grows. And the tension we deal with is that the problem with these armcos are that they, they, they keep me from having fun. They, they are, man, they're so extreme. 
But guys and ladies, let's not deceive ourselves by thinking that if we keep saying yes, that we'll never have to say no. No, where, wherever you say no, and eventually you'll have to, that's where the temptation begins. That's where that tension starts. And the further away from disaster that you can draw the line, the easier it is to resist. Because what you know is that a series of cheats just creates a habit. So yes, armcos are so annoying. <laughs> but not having them can be so devastating. And at some point, you will have to draw a line. It's just a matter of where. Now, if you're a Jesus follower today, we, we've been called to draw lines that not just keep us out of trouble, but also that honor God. And there's this moment in history that il illustrates this so beautifully. About 600 years before Christ, there was a, a Babylonian king by the name of Nebuchadnezzar. And uh, 605 before Christ, uh, 605 BC, Nebuchadnezzar conquers Israel. Uh, he marched into Jerusalem. He destroyed the temple. He captured the best and the brightest of Israel's young men. He marched them hundreds of miles back to Babylon, which we know today as modern-day Iraq. And what he would do is he would put them through a three-year training program. His goal ultimately was to erase all signs of their culture, in this case, their Jewish culture. And he would ultimately replace it with Babylonian culture. So what would he do? He'd cut their hair. He'd give them new clothes. He'd pierce their ears. He'd even give them new names. And then he would teach them the language and the literature of Babylon. And once they were reconditioned, he would send them out and he would ultimately then export that Babylonian culture. Now, some, like the best and the brightest, they would get to stay behind and they would ultimately serve the king. And Nebuchadnezzar assigned them to, to a man by the name of Ashpazaz, the, the chief of his court officials, and he would administrate this process for the king. Now, among these men that Nebuchadnezzar had, had captured during this time were, were four young men that if you've been around church for a while, grew up in church, or read your Bible uh, a bit, you, you may know them. A man, four men by the names of Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, also known as, once they'd gone through this Babylonian process, Belshazzar, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And as we connect with this story, Daniel 1 verse 5 says this to us. It says, The king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. They were to be trained for three years, and after that, they were to enter the king's service. 
So you can only imagine that once this had happened, these young men must have thought their lives were over. <laughs> they must have imagined themselves working in salt mines or copper mines for the rest of their lives. But instead, instead they find themselves living in the king's palace. They, 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 they find themselves eating the most incredible food directly from the king's table. They find themselves in a, in a three-year university degree where at the end of it they would take an exam and if, if they were deemed to be the best and the brightest, they would work directly for the king and if worse came to worse, they'd be paid to travel. But you see, the problem was that, that Daniel saw through the king's plan, that Daniel recognized the king's end game. He, he recognized, hey, king, you can cut my hair. You can change my clothes. You can even change my name. As we said, by now, Daniel was known as Belshazzar. But Daniel recognized that what was happening was that the king was slowly stripping away everything that Daniel believed, everything that he knew, everything that he placed his faith in. That one day, Daniel would wake up, Babylonian, through and through, ultimately worshipping Babylonian gods. And Daniel recognized what so often we miss within our own culture, <laughs> that compromise does not erase the tension, it only weakens our resolve. Compromise does not erase the tension. It only weakens our resolve. Unfortunately, we think that if we give in, it won't, it won't have that tension anymore. It'll remove that tension. But in reality, once you cheat the first time, it's easier to cheat the second time. If you give in, it only moves the line to a new place. And Daniel recognized this. Daniel decided to do something about this when it came to his own life. And I hope that this morning that we catch this, that we latch onto this, and that we'll engage with this. Verse 8 said this, it said, But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. Daniel resolved what does that mean? Daniel made up his mind. Daniel made up his mind. Some say that it was because the food and wine was first offered to Babylonian gods and by, by dining in the space, it was like he was recognizing the authorities of, of this god. Some, some, some say that, that it was because the food was not prepared um, within the, 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 the customs and the culture of Jewish law. But in reality, I believe that what was happening in this moment was that Daniel did not want to give Nebuchadnezzar or the Babylonians the opportunity to take credit for his success or his friend's success within the training of the next few years. Verse 8 says this, it says, And Daniel asked the chief officials for permission not to defile himself in this way. 
defile. <laughs> That's quite a strong word when you're talking about someone's cooking. <laughs> I'm not going to defile myself by eating this. This was an honor for heaven's sakes. I mean, he's sitting at the king's table. He's eating the king's food and he's talking about defiling himself with it. I mean, this was enough to lose his own life over. But Daniel had made up his mind before he knew how the story would end. He didn't have the book of Daniel. We do. Daniel made up his mind before he knew how the story would end because Daniel made up his mind because he knew how the story would end if he didn't. And that's our challenge. That's your challenge. That's my challenge is to decide before we know the outcome. Essentially, Daniel said to, to, to Ashpazaz, he was like, hey, myself and my boys, we, we, we don't want to eat this. Just give us 10 days. Give us 10 days to eat how we believe we need to eat. And in truth, he could have been killed for saying this. But we then connect with verse 9 where the text says this. It says, now God. Now God. And this is the part you and I need to recognize in our own lives. <laughs> now, God. You may be in a space where uh, at work or with your family or with your friends, people may say to you, oh man, you used to do this with us. You used to behave this way. You used to engage on this level. Now things have changed because you're looking <laughs> At the end game, you're making decisions to honor God now. And now God steps in and works on your behalf. This was a defining moment in Daniel's life. It's like up to here and no further. And so often, God uses these moments of great tension and temptation to bring breakthrough in our lives. <clears throat> you know, I used to struggle with fill in the blank. And in a moment of great temptation, I chose to honor God and He brought the breakthrough. <laughs> Guys and ladies, what if your arm codes are the things that God wants to use to direct you as well as protect you? The truth is you have no idea what hangs in the balance of, of you establishing arm codes in your life right now. You may think you do, but that decision will be a defining moment in your life, relationally, financially, professionally, academically, whatever it may be. The text continues. It says, Now God had caused the officials to show favor and compassion to Daniel. So Daniel goes and he asks Aspazaz if they could just do vegetables and a water diet. Uh, and Ashpazaz was afraid of what would happen to him. So he ultimately just turns a blind eye. And Daniel worked it out with, with a God to do a 10-day experiment. 
and then compare himself and his friends with the rest of the guys and their appearance. And at the end of those 10 days, him and his guys looked better than the rest of any of the other guys there. Verse 17 says this, it says, To these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. Now, I know that there's a strong vegan movement out there and that, that, that there's even been dockies made to try and support this. And, 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 and that's great for you if you're on that vibe. But the truth be told, no veggie in the world is going to get you to be able to be functioning at that point in life. In truth, in truth. God honored their decision to honor God. God honored their decision to honor God. Verse 19 says, The king talked with them, and he found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the king's service. Guys and ladies, the book of Daniel was set in motion with this one decision. Without this decision, there's no Daniel in the lion's den. There's no Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and the angel in the fiery furnace. None of that happens. Why? Because Daniel made up his mind, he ended up changing history. I wonder where you at today? Where are you at today? Like Daniel, you and I, we, we need to make up our minds before we know how this story ends. Because we know how the story ends if we don't. And refusing to establish armcos, compromising in these areas, it doesn't remove the tension, no. It only moves the tension and weakens our resolve. It only makes things more complicated when it comes to our decision-making processes. Ultimately, God will use these decisions to protect and direct your life. To Solomon in all of his wisdom, where he said, the integrity of the upright guides them. The integrity of the upright guides them. The integrity, the personal standard of behavior, the armco that you've put in place, the integrity of the upright guides them. It guides, it directs, and it protects. Today, as you consider your next steps, with regards to setting up armcos in your life once and for all. It's time to decide. It's time to decide. And I, I recognize that none of this is new information. True? None of this is new information. We just haven't made up our minds yet. And today's that day. For some of us, we haven't surrendered yet. And today needs to be that day. Like Daniel, 
You have no idea what hangs in the balance of your decisions to trust God with these areas of your life. With these areas, whether it be in your finances, your friendships, your dating life, your marriage, your ethics, whatever it may be in. Because as you already know, and as we have said so many times in the series, your greatest regrets could have been avoided if you'd already established Armco's. The good news is that your future regrets can be avoided as well. It's time to decide. But you have to make up your mind for you. The truth is, God will honor decisions that honor Him. I've seen it in my own life. You may be in a place today where you're saying, Ramon, I haven't set these armcos in place, but I recognize that I need to. I want to make decisions to honor God. I want to live in that space. Today, today is that day. Let me pray for you. Father God, we thank you for the session, Lord. We thank you for the series. We thank you for what you have spoken into our lives, what you've challenged us with, what you've drawn attention to. Lord, as guys and ladies are listening to this today, I thank you that you will stir up hearts, empower hearts, give strength to to people's will today to choose to honor you in all of these areas of our lives. Lord, that we will choose for ourselves to set up that standard of behavior that when we bump up against it, that it is so far into the safe zone that even if we miss it, we're still okay. But Lord, that as we establish those armcos, that standard of behavior in those places, Lord, as we choose to make decisions that honor you, I thank you. I thank you that you honor those decisions. Lord, Lord I thank you that our lives can change, that our futures can look different that we can change our family trees because we are choosing to establish these things now and ultimately step into a future that you created for us already. So today we decide up to here, no further. I'm putting these armcos in place. I'm honoring you with my life. We thank you for that today. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us throughout this series. If it's been helpful to you, I want to encourage you, pass the series on to a friend, a co-worker, a family member, uh, and allow it to speak into their lives too. We love you. Look forward to seeing you again next week. If you enjoyed this session and you'd like to know more about us, then please come and connect with us through our website, our social media platforms, and come subscribe to our YouTube channel. 
All the links are listed below. Beyond that, we trust that you have an incredible week.